Hi, everyone, and welcome to the As I Amber podcast. I'm Amber, and I'd love to talk about music, travel, society, and pop culture. On today's episode, we have guests to the show, Mr. Solomon Hillfleet. Say hello. All right. How are you today, Amber? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so as you all may or may not know, I grew up listening to a various genres of music from hip hop, R&B, Christian, gospel, whatever you want to call it. But one standout rapper was always Mr. Kanye Amari West. And that's who we will be talking about today. Kanye is a complex individual And this will be a complex episode, so I just want to warn you all what we're about to delve into. And I have another Kanye fan, or a former Kanye fan, I'm not sure, (laughs) with me of the old Mr. West or the new Mr. West or whoever you want to call him. So what are your thoughts on Mr. Kanye West, especially Um, as a Black man? You know, well, I'll say this. I'm I'm always going to be a fan of his artistic contribution. But I'll be honest, if his contribution isn't what we want from him, you know, I would say uh, with the last project, you know, I think uh, I think someone said the best. I think Mike Dean, his one of his engineers said, you, you could tell that he rushed it to compete mm-hmm. with Drake. And I just dislike that he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of Donda. I do mm-hmm. think it's it's very um, I think it was put together musically in a, in a great direction. But I definitely think it could have been better if he would have just been, you know, in a better place making a project. Um, so um, I've, I've always going to respect him artistically. Mm-hmm. And I won't put too much stock by what he says um, outside of that realm because I'm aware that he has certain struggles. And mm-hmm. I don't want to scapegoat him from responsibility, but I'm not going to hold him more responsible for his words than I would an elected official. That's just me. Wow, interesting perspective. So for those who may or may not know, rapper, producer, Mr. Kanye West released an album called Donda, D-O-N-D-A, which is named after his late mother, Miss Professor Donda West, who passed away a few years back. And he entitled it Donda because, of course, that's his mother. He loves her. He misses her dearly. And a lot of people say Kanye has not been the same since her passing. And I don't think anyone would ever be the same after having such a vital figure in your life be deceased you know exactly and that's a pain that I don't wish on anyone I don't even want to think about that so I think people should have sympathy and empathy and like you said that doesn't take away from someone's actions but we're also dealing with someone who's battling mental health issues as well exactly so it's a very sensitive subject especially in the black community when people feel like well they're weak or they 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 need help or they're reaching out for help, but no one's listening, you know? I agree. And, and you know, I think I've been in a weird place with it because mm-hmm. I've seen people do the lip service on social media of, you know, respect people's mental health and just say you need to check in. And, you know, people think just because you're a celebrity or you have millions of dollars that that means that, you know, your mental health struggles will be different. Like, we've seen so many celebrities battle with various illnesses you know, Mm -hmm. mental health illnesses, you know, the addiction of drugs, and we have sympathy for it. So because we realize it's a human condition, you know, celebrity doesn't remove you from the troubles of being a human. So, but 
you know, I say all that just to say with the album, it was um it was a little underwhelming, but mm-hmm. as I've listened to it more and more, it's it's it sat better with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first it was a little underwhelming, but it's it's gotten better with me as time has progressed. Yeah, speaking of the Donda album, um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I I say that because if you name a song or an album after your mother, who was a brilliant woman, I recommend everyone to please read the book, Raising Kanye, Life Lessons from the Mom of a Hip Hop Star by the late Professor Donda West, who is Kanye's mother, and a forward by Karen Hunter. I read this book and it gives you such another perspective of Mr. West. You see how he was raised. You see who, how, why he is the way he is now, whether that's good or bad. (laughs) And I think that it is an ode to how much his mother loved him. Every word she said, you know, he reminds me of his mom. I never met these people. I've never met her, but based off reading the book from her perspective, it is just eye-opening. Like I shed a tear because she loved that boy. She and did. you can tell just based off her actions, her sacrifices. Miss um, Donda West was a professor in Atlanta and even in Auburn um, University in Auburn, Alabama. She was a very educated woman. And Kanye did not grow up in the stereotypical, you know, environment that we hear rappers grow up in. His no. mother... And- father divorced when he was a toddler and his dad happened to be one of the first black photographers for the Atlanta Journal Constitution and I think that's vital because he's such an artistic person so when you read about his background and he came from an educated you know professor mom and he makes the irony of it all is his debut album is called The College Dropout even though his mom was a college professor and the fact that his dad was one of the first black photographers for Atlanta Journal Constitution, you put two creatives together and you get a Kanye. <laughs> I don't you know? know. I think that's. I think people should like. I love to know the behind the scenes and why people act the way they do. So that book, Raising Kanye, really opened my eyes to a lot of different things from his upbringing as an only child to being raised in Chicago to living in China for a year with his mom when he was a young child and just his exposure to various music, various cultures, various outfits, various lives, you know? Yeah. And you hit a lot of the points that I was going to mention. First, I appreciate you mentioning the Mm -hmm. book because now I got to add it to my list. Um, But no, I, I was I was gonna say I think all those things are what makes him someone I'm always been a fan of. You know, mm-hmm. his mom was teaching at the University of Chicago as a professor. I think it was the University of Chicago. Um, but not even just all that aside, it's it's how he grew up. His mm-hmm. mom was the one who believed in him so much, gave him all these opportunities as her only child, put him above you know anyone in, in a lot of situations. And when you listen to the college dropout. When he moved to New York from Chicago, it was his mom with him. You know, he mm-hmm. packed up in the U-Haul. His mom moved with him. Mm-hmm. You know, she believed in him in every step of the way. So, and you know, also I, his manager. Exactly. At one point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and I think that's why when he named the the whole company Donda's House and everything and this album, he was like, all right, I'm going back to Donda's House and everything. I'm like, all right, man, this is going to be it. 
And when I heard it, I was just a little thrilled because it was like, I was trying to stay true to that, but my anger and my jealousy towards another competitor is now clouding something that should not have been clouded to me. That's just me. I was like, if this is your old to your mom, let it be an old to your mom. Let it be an old to your family. But don't use this album to, you know, spit venom at other people. You know, that was just, I would have liked for it to just strictly like, you know, with this last project, if this was going to be like Jesus is King, regardless of how we thought of it, keep it in that vein, keep it there, but don't, you know, complicate it. Yeah. And I'm not a therapist or anything. I just, I'm the person that happens to love music and just listening to different genres of music. And it reminds me a lot of like how, you know, how I like to compare Kanye and Kirk Franklin because their yeah. production style, they take an old music sample, flip it, and that's how they come up with hits. Mm-hmm. And I say that Kanye kind of wants to be a choir director or youth pastor kind of vibe. That would be a cool church to go to. I think. It would be very interesting. And speaking <laughs> of churches, Kanye and his uh, Sunday service choir, they actually performed at New Birth Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, more Lithonia, Georgia, right mm-hmm. outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2019. And they I performed there. And that was, that was a big deal because... You know, we don't really hear about secular rappers going into the Christian realm. We kind of hear the opposite sometimes. And the fact that he reaches an audience that may not like traditional church or know certain things about church, you know? No, I agree. And I think that's the, you know, to me, I think that was the part about it that I I was excited about and still am because, you know, it's going to sound like how it's going to sound, but. The Sunday services had people listening to gospel music and he was he was one of the people that recognized the power of music, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when you listen to Donda, regardless, you know, there are people social media has been having a fun time comparing it to other albums and saying how they didn't like it. But when you really just listen to it, regardless of a bias and just on a musical level or sonic level, you really be hard pressed to say it's not good music. You could say you prefer other people over it, which is fine, but to say it's not good because you like something else is like a weird rim to be in. Just say, hey, Donda's not really where I'm at right now. That's not what I'm trying to hear. I want to hear this artist, but I won't, you know, I won't say it's not good. I'll just say it's not what I want to hear. I think that I totally agree with you. Donda was not for me, but the evolution of an artist like Kanye has been quite interesting to watch. I remember I was introduced to Kanye West back in 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. I happened to be in like seventh or eighth grade at a leadership conference. And they were talking, the irony of it all is, why would you get someone who has an album called The College Dropout to talk to students? But (laughs) it was because I listened to that album and I'm a college graduate. (laughs) Same here. I listened to that album and it kind of gives you another perspective, especially the skits in between the debut yes. album. Yes. And school may not be for everyone, or maybe you find your passion while you're in school and you decide, I want to take another path. That's not knocking education because education is so important. But one thing that I feel like um, Kanye's mother, Mrs. D- Miss Donda West, mentioned in her book is that 
she had to learn from Kanye that everyone learns differently. Exactly. And how she pushed college so hard, but he ended up being successful regardless. And um, one thing about it is I think we've seen Kanye evolve into someone we don't know yet still has remnants of the old Kanye, if you kind of see mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Kanye came out the gate with Jesus Walks. Exactly. Like at, at a time exactly. when rappers were talking about bling bling and, and, and murder, you know, big pimping, murder, and all of a sudden we see this black guy in a polo and some like and tight pants bear. and a hoodie <laughs> and a teddy bear talking about Jesus. And I was like, wow. wow. So I understood, you know, for those who may or may not know Kanye's background, Kanye started out producing for Jay-Z and so many other artists that he felt like, when is it going to be my turn, you know? And so when he created the College Dropout album, right before he started to record for it, he was in a fatal car accident. His car was totaled, his face was destroyed, and he created the debut single from the college dropout through the wire, which samples Shaka Khan's through the fire. Um, he recorded that album with his jaw wired shut. Correct. Correct. And he, and you hear it in his voice. And that is a standout song because for anyone that's ever been in a car wreck or just anybody that's gone through something or has surgery or anything of that nature, healing is hard. And through music, I think it was his healer. Yes, you know, it's just eye opening to see how people are like, well, who is this guy and what is he talking about? But he had a story to tell that wasn't like everyone else's. And I think that's the only thing I want people to acknowledge, like, you know, like you just said, evolution. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the thing I praise Kanye for that I don't see with other artists is Kanye is not afraid to explore and go beyond the realms of what we want. You know, we want artists to make the same album over and over in different ways and he won't you know the life of pablo sounds similar to this album but it's not the same you know jesus doesn't sound like anything we listen to now but 808s and heartbreak inspired a whole generation you know Mm -hmm. and i say that just to say like what you're saying with kanye when you look at his story and how compelling it is like you know jermaine dupree gave him one of his first production credits with Life mm-hmm. in 1472 album. So mm-hmm. he got started way back then. He was mm-hmm. working with Jay-Z and he was earning his way in the industry as a producer. But it's like he said in the industry, imagine if I would have just allowed people to limit me as just a producer, I would never have become a rapper. And over the years, he's always experimented. Man, you're, the, you're one of the best rappers on the planet. All right, I'm going to do fashion. What? And then he does fashion and people say it's ridiculous, but now everybody has a major fashion line with some of the, with Louis Vuitton or, you know, LVMH or Hermes or something. And it's just, it's regular, you know? And I, I say that just yeah. to say that album doesn't sound, the album is explore. It's experimental. I want artists to experiment. That's what made 444 by Jay-Z so great. It didn't sound like any other album he made, you know? Yes. And the thing about albums sounding the same, I do miss old Kanye. And when I talk about old Kanye, I'm talking about, (laughs) you know, he's always been outspoken. 
This is nothing new from his comments about George Bush doesn't care about black people all the way to interrupting Taylor Swift into his comment more recently about slavery being a choice. People Mm -hmm. have a right to not support someone if they feel like their words or behavior are damaging, which they are. But it's also the controversial topic of separating the art from the artists. And everybody doesn't agree with that. And it's a sticky situation. It's a sticky situation because without Kanye West production, so many artists' albums would not sound like they do now. And (laughs) and I'm just saying, when Kanye is in his R&B producer bag, he makes hits. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Janet. Like you could. People people (laughs) don't understand. Like we don't look at albums or ingest music the same way because it's in a cloud but back in the day when you had to buy a cd and open it up and look at the lyrics and the credits in the production kanye created alicia keys's you don't know my name my name (laughs) exactly like and you know i'm glad you mentioned that because you know there are there are kanye songs i can still listen to to this day and i I just i go down the memory lane of Mm -hmm. because that was probably like i won't say that was the first major artist i've fell in love with musically but mm-hmm. i remember the work i went through to convince my mom my friend's mom to buy me that album and i mm-hmm. remember it's still the first cd i have in my cd collection wow. and it's the one i'm gonna hold on to forever because that album was the one that changed everything for me man and you know i don't believe in you know i don't believe in condoning negative behavior but i just like i said i look at politicians say i'm friends with controversial people across the aisle but that makes us american and i'm like okay so we can understand that but we can't understand someone who was probably off of their meds saying slavery was a choice we can't understand this person probably wasn't in the best mental place when they said that all right well i understand you are you are allowed to feel how you feel i just want to judge it on the merit of the music you know that's Mm -hmm. that's just where i i tend to stand i just want to see where the music is Mm -hmm. And one thing about his slavery was a choice comment. I think when people get to a certain level and they're not around everyday Black people, if they're used to being the only Black person in the room or the only millionaire or, you know, they surround themselves with a certain group of people, they're out of touch with reality. I can agree. And in the TMZ clip with the host Van Lathan, who, you know, he was a he was a black man that worked for TMZ at the time. And he commented back to Kanye like, bro, what are you talking about? You know, what do you mean by that? That's very hurtful that your words are very harmful. And I don't think celebrities have anybody around them anymore to check them. No, they if don't. everyone's on your payroll or everyone is not of your culture, but bites off your culture. It's just, it's like we, we've seen Kanye go from someone who was making songs like All Falls Down, talking about materialism and being Black and the struggles that we go through to all of a sudden being a Trump supporter. And it's like, who are you? You know, and I think that's the trappings of fame, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember Lupe did a, a live and he basically was like, look, man, we've been telling you for years, you know, when... when Kanye was talking about how the slave, you know, the slave system of record industries. Like we were telling you that for years when you were trying to kiki with these people, you know, and and so I definitely feel like he doesn't have those people around him. That's what I think hurt this project because he was just allowed to be himself. But he he clearly needs a manager, someone to kind of tell him, look, 
creativity even has its limits, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I also think, and this is just me, because when he said the comments, I was like, I need understanding. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, I know he tweeted about it. He literally said afterwards, look, I'm not saying that slavery was a physical choice. You cannot, you couldn't choose to be uh, enslaved when someone takes you from where you are. But, you know, the argument that he was making was more so in the realm of, look, we had states where there was a higher population of blacks than whites. Why weren't we uh, trying to escape? There were people who had a mentality of, I'm going to choose to be enslaved because it's safer. That's not what he said when he was in TMZ in a sound clip, though. And mind you, even if that is what he said in the tweet, it doesn't change, I guess, what you say. Because what you say is what people will judge you off of. But I just simply say, I tend to look at what people say as not what did you say, what state of mind were you in when you said it? You know, we've had, we've, we've had people we love say things that's really irresponsible. And when we really ask ourselves, were they really in a good place? We tend to find out they weren't, you know, but that, that doesn't change the responsibility of your words. I definitely think celebrities just got to go back to getting publicists. Like when we were in the, when we were in the nineties, we didn't know anything about our celebrities other than what we read in vibe source mm-hmm. and double XL. And maybe that's why we loved them so much. Cause once they started talking, we were mm-hmm. like, Oh man, I don't like you. Right. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I will say, um, people can, I don't agree with everything you said, but I agree with some things you said, but we, we have to understand that we're talking to someone who is not in the best mental health. Yes. Like it's like expecting someone who is handicapped to run a race. Yeah, It's not, it, it's, it's, that's the only example I can give. No disrespect to anyone who is disabled or anything. Yeah. We're not being able. You have to understand everyone preaches about mental health awareness, mental health awareness, or, you know, hashtag this. But if you have a friend or family member that is literally derailing, like Kanye had a meltdown where he was in tears, like going on a rant. And it broke my heart because I was like, who around him? I know he's a grown man and has free will, but certain traits or certain behaviors are just scary. And to think of, not having anyone around you to be like, bruh, you need to chill or pull you to a side or pull your coattails because we all need friends that hold us accountable. And I just don't think he has that or maybe he does and just doesn't he care. Does. I don't know. I don't I don't think he does. And that's not me dissing like any of the people that were around him when he was in Wyoming. Um, but I think on one hand, the people that need to be around him that will say the things to him aren't there. But I also think him willingly choosing not to take things that would help with his his mental Treatment. health issues. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking your medicine, and that's not me judging, but if you have medicine that's meant to keep you in a in a great mood, uh, stabilize those extremes, and you choose not to take it, that's that's kind of negligent behavior. Is my thought. I can't mm-hmm. judge someone's decisions, but that's also why if this person is giving a public speech in that realm, I'm going to say, Oh, this person is not in the most sanest place when they're speaking. I'm not going to weigh this as heavily as I would if you were in a, in a clearer place. But mm-hmm. I also realize that doesn't absolve you of responsibility when you chose to make those comments and you chose not to take your medicine, you're going to have to deal with consequences. It's the same as if a student, you know, comes to school, they didn't take their medicine. If their parent didn't give it to them, they didn't give it to them. But 
they're still going to be held liable for their actions. So mm-hmm. it's you know, a but, complex subject. And I think is. instead of people just writing someone off, just I'm, I'm all about trying to understand why. And that's just my personality. Everyone's not like that though. And speaking of why, <laughs> I wanted <laughs> to know, why do you think it is that Kanye went from, you know, going on deaf poetry jam doing poems you know i don't know if you've seen it but there's a yeah, old clip from like 2003 2004 yeah, and he, he's rapping the lyrics to all falls down and yeah. i just want to know why in that what happened in that airport in that music video <laughs> for stacy dash and kanye west to come out as republicans they you were know, like what happened in that airport you know, that's a really good question because Isaiah Washington is also in that category too. Like, how did you go from Grey's Anatomy to, but, um, <laughs> but no, I think, um, this is just my personal thought. Mm-hmm. This is me personally. I don't think it was that, um, I think Kanye wearing the MAGA hat was more about him trying to curry favor to spearhead criminal justice reform for Kemp. That's me personally. I think he was wearing the MAGA hat because that would allow him to get close to Trump to be able to get people out of jail, like ASAP Rocky, like Alex Johnson. That's just me personally. But I also think he looked at him as, hey, he reminds me of me. Someone who was doubted with not the experience, but believed in their self and got there. And I think he was so focused on what this could represent for him that he was ignoring the obvious fact that this person was a bigot. Mm-hmm. I, don't think he, I don't think he was thinking in the lens of this person is a bigot. He was thinking as this person is an outsider who's who's hated. I'm hated too. I think he had, I think he saw himself in Trump, but I don't think he looked at that is scary. Exactly. But I also think, to be honest, I don't never I never saw Kanye as someone who wasn't slightly narcissistic. Nice mm-hmm. <laughs> slightly narcissistic. Like I wore the crown of thorns on the Time magazine. I'm no disrespect. That's as narcissistic as you can get. I called myself Jesus. That's as narcissistic as you can get. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of our favorite musicians are Have equally ego. the same. They're eco- They're very egotistical. I just think he's he's just the one who said, I'm going to say I am a god. He's going to jump mm-hmm. out there and say it. You know, uh, Jason's going to say I'm the god MC. You know? I think it's dangerous territory because... There's a whole chapter dedicated to Kanye's outlandish statements and (laughs) everything in his mother's book. It's like she saw this coming. She wrote this book around 2006, 2007, right before her (laughs) passing. So she addresses uh, a chapter is dedicated to what Kanye said regarding Hurricane Katrina and the telethon, the infamous George Bush doesn't care about Black people sound clip. There's also a chapter dedicated to, you know, arrogance versus confidence. Yes. And it's really interesting listening to it from his mother's perspective. And I recommend everyone to read it. If you are a fan of Kanye, even if you're not, it just opened up my eyes to, okay, he's like an only child that grew up and he's not accustomed to discipliners i mean he had structure growing up but his mother was the more liberal black parent Mm -hmm. and so he was able to express himself a little bit more than get popped in the mouth (laughs) and you know i think this is just my personal in that same realm Mm -hmm. i think on one hand you know like it's like someone said we're not used to seeing free black people 
like the Jadens and Willows and the Yays and because I can and I can tell that that's kind of true because if you're being really technical, when he made the comments during the Hurricane Katrina thing, like one of my brothers mentioned to me, he said, you don't think that was a sign or indication of that impulsiveness then? Mm-hmm. It was just in the right lens. When he took the mic from Taylor Swift, that was the exact same thing. In his mm-hmm. mind, it was, she's not being given her credit, so I'm help rectifying it. Uh, black people he was going off the henny on the he was off the henny too he was going off the henny too but (laughs) yeah he was really going off the ego like yo i'm i need to be the one to do this because beyonce was like no 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 but (laughs) you know what i'm saying but i i say that just to say you know he's always had that that uh the very egotistical part of him but i think i've slightly championed it because when I've heard him do different interviews, I do feel like very creative black kids have always had to play safe and they've never been allowed to express themselves. And he represents that for better or for worse. He represents I'm I'm free enough to say how I want to say, even if it's completely offensive to my fans or black people, you know, mm. and and I think there's a freedom to a degree in that. But I think freedom also has its consequences. Yeah, there are pros and cons. Yeah, you know, they're pros and cons, but all that to say, the Donda Mm -hmm. album, it was underwhelming, but as I've sat with it, I've enjoyed it. Um, I definitely think um, that he's, this this signifies a decline because he's not going to do the work that's necessary to just be in a better place mentally. I think as long as he's operating in that capacity i don't really want to hear music i'm not gonna i'm gonna maybe listen but i'm not gonna expect much because he's not he's not well right and that's what i was trying to figure out with all the listening parties we're in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) um some people i'm not here to tell you to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated but Uh it's not the right time to do a indoor crowded event in my opinion it's not and but i'll be honest Mm-hmm. Really, technically, really, I don't think we really should be doing concerts either. I just yeah. think people have to have that for their sanity. Yeah, um, music I, is yeah, music. But I think after the second one, I was like, okay, you're gonna go on a tour with this. Okay, for this a listening fun. party, this is not a concert, but people were paying. See, okay, I'm gonna tell exactly. y'all the the reals. So Solomon and I, we were looking online because <laughs> we, were. we were like. How I much are these tickets? No shame. <laughs> but we were like, okay, the tickets were like 25 bucks. I know some schools got um, free tickets. Kanye gave free tickets to some students at certain in schools. Days, in right, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, in Atlanta. And then all of a sudden, those $25 tickets turned into 250 And I was like, who's paying that to listen to an album? And Kanye was late, which is not surprising. Um he he's so creative that you know he has to have his energy right. Probably hey, I don't know. Bill does too, but y'all don't judge. I do. <laughs> but <laughs> that's another topic. But um, I was just like, people really paid to listen to an album that wasn't like unfinished. out yet and yeah, unfinished, and it sounds rushed. And it just was not what I was expecting. If you're gonna have an album called Donda about your mother, half the songs are not about her. Exactly. Or nor did he feature like a female rapper, from what I heard. You know, I thought that I, was really interesting considering his mom was like one of the first black professors of certain things and just kinda odd to me. 
Well, you know, I will say there are two things to address there. I think I think definitely him not using Nicki Minaj's uh, verse on New Body on Jesus is King because of cursing definitely alienated that relationship. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> oh, so God. I, I definitely don't think topic. that helped. I definitely don't think that helped. But um, aside from that, no, I, I think I think what we have to understand as Black people is Kanye's gotten to a, fan, a level of fandom now where white fans will sustain him. Mm. White fans will sustain him. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went and saw him in concert five years ago, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that was my first time seeing Kanye in concert. And when I saw him at the uh, Life of Pablo, mm-hmm. I was kicking it in the mosh pit with white fans. And mm-hmm. we was having a good time. I miss those days. No masks. <laughs> no masks. <But>, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it was white fans. They were buying the merch mm-hmm. and they're going to buy his shoes. And regardless of how he has crossover he's, appeal, he's crossed over now. It, it doesn't really matter how we feel as much because he has enough fans. And, you know, I think the other part about it, you know, I've heard black people like, y'all still going to buy his album? I'm like, so, y'all, we're not going to go into the problematic history of black entertainers we defend and still. Some of y'all still play certain people's music at weddings that I'm not going to mm-hmm. mention their name. So mm-hmm. let's, let's not compare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I'm not understanding, like people have a right to listen to what they want to, but let's, let's break this down. Kanye, from our knowledge, and currently as of 2021, he has not raped anyone. Nope. We he know. has not murdered anyone. He hasn't trafficked any he, children. From what we know, we don't. He has not done anything but run his mouth. <laughs> and wore and wore red hat and cried on stage. Oh goodness. But he has uh, been support of things that I question. And I'm I, just like, okay. I love Chrisette Michelle's music. And it was like she's she all she did was sing at a Trump inauguration. And she was canceled immediately. And one of the questions that I posed before was why did Chrisette get canceled, but not Kanye. I and I think it's because, like you just said, the fan base is totally different. Yes. And he alienated you know, her black fans. And the, you go to a Chrisette Michelle or R&B Neo Soul concert, that's mainly black people that are there. Not saying I, that our um, non-black counterparts don't listen to R&B, because they do, but I'm just saying the majority of the audience is totally different than a Kanye concert. I agree. And I will also say that there's blatant misogyny in music. Mm-hmm. You know, men get away with murder, you know, um, and that women don't have that same luxury. But but I will also say as well, I didn't see this. It's just me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like what Chrisette Michelle did warranted anyone not missing her. I, I personally don't. But I, I mm-hmm. also think I also think and this is going to sound problematic. As someone told me, if you do a move that alienates people, but you make music that makes people want to listen, people will forgive that offense. You can say what you want about Kanye and the MAGA hat. He drops a certain song. You'd be like, oh, OK, that I'm going to be on point. And people forget because they mm-hmm. did it with the Pied Piper. Oh, Lord. They Robert did it. If, Kelly. They did it with Robert. And I mean, I, but then you can look through any example. There were celebrities. There were basketball, football players who committed atrocious crimes, but when they led the league in points or whatever, people just said, oh, okay. And I just yeah, they had amnesia. That's it. So That is interesting. So speaking of amnesia, I cannot forget 
to <laughs> mention for you as a black man in America, mm-hmm. what is a trait of Kanye that you like? Um, me personally, I like uh, I respect him. I respect the fearlessness to say what you want because I think I think as a I think as a black man in particular, you always feel so policed. You know your opinion. You know your opinion is considered uh, detrimental to so many people. If I make an opinion, if I state my opinion as a black man, it can be viewed as I'm obscuring the the story of black women. I'm obscuring the the story of um, people in other communities. You know, and especially if you're speaking as a black heterosexual man, right? So I I look at Kanye as having the freedom to say or feel how you want to feel, and he's successful. It's like, look, no matter how you feel about his comments, you can never take away that he's going to be more successful. He was $50 million in debt five years ago. He's up a billion now. That's inspiring. Like, dang. So if you just, if you're good enough, maybe you can get there. That's, that's wow. the part of inspiring. Um, that's interesting. I have a love-hate relationship with Kanye's outspokenness. As a fellow Black person that has been considered outspoken in my younger years more so, <laughs> um, I, I see his creative side. And I think one of the things that I liked Kanye West for, he felt like the big brother I never had. Yeah. In a weird way. Like Kanye raised a millennial generation because he was yeah. like the yeah. cool big brother that was like saying what we felt, but he <clears throat> also went to school and he understood what people were going through and the albums from the college dropout to late registration to graduation yeah. those that those first those kind of three albums and the things yes it went through the highs and lows of whether you were late registering for classes or <laughs> you're That's the new kid on campus it felt relatable and now i don't think i can relate to him anymore but what for you, what were your top five or top five favorite Kanye songs or albums? Uh in general, you talking about okay, so in general, <laughs> um, if you have five Kanye five. songs or top five Kanye albums. So I will say this. I think graduation is my favorite Kanye album. Mm-hmm. I expect people to say I can't believe you. I know people are going to say My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or 808s or whatever, but Graduation is my favorite. Uh, that's Kanye at his purest. That's, you know, he had Stronger, I Wonder, The Glory, Homecoming, Big Brother, like the whole champion. You could play the whole album. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say my top five, ugh, in no particular order, mm-hmm. it would be, uh, it would be, uh, let me see. Drive slow. Mm-hmm. It would be never let me down. It mm-hmm. would be uh, the glory. Mm-hmm. It would be uh, let me see. Murder to excellence. Him and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I probably have to say off eight ways and heartbreaks. Amazing. Uh, wow. But it's it's just so many that you it's so many to choose from. It's and. I would love to see him in a versus. I don't want to see him in a versus against Drake, but I would love to see him in a versus. Who he against, though? You know, that it would only have to be Drake because he couldn't go up against, he couldn't even go up against Jay-Z. Uh, I don't think anybody could go up against Jay-Z alive. That's just me personally. And I love Drake, but 
Jay-Z has certain songs from certain eras. You, what you going to mm-hmm. do when he plays a song with like Biggie or something? You're like, uh. <laughs> you could you could go against Kanye you play hotline bling he might play <laughs> stronger or gold digger or something like that'll work but um but yeah I I just um I feel like you said those first three Kanye albums you know those got me through high school and, and a lot of college wow. you know and I always was it's like he said if you're a fan of his music you're a fan of yourself I I do feel that way you listen to his music you feel more confident in yourself the way women listen to Beyonce and they're like I am a superhero like mm-hmm. I feel like it's the exact same thing you listen well, to Beyonce's music uh-huh. but but not um oh I was just saying for me when I first heard Kanye West through the wire I was I like that song and I knew the beat was familiar because if you have black parents of a certain <laughs> age like I was like twelve or thirteen, and I was like, "That's Shaka Khan!" Like, so mad at him about this, <laughs> and she does not like. The funny thing about it is, she doesn't like her sample in the song, but it it introduced her to another generation. It did, and I like my my top five Kanye albums, in no particular order, would be Graduation, mm-hmm. Late Registration, uh-huh. um, College Dropout. Yeah, of course. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yep. And 808s and heartbreak. Ooh, that's when, a good five. When I tell you, I can play those songs, and you you're, you're listening to different facets of life. So for graduation, my top five songs though, flashing lights. When the when I heard the the symphony orchestra at the beginning. Because I used to play violin when I was in sixth and seventh grade, so mm-hmm. I hear that that those strings in the beginning, I was like, "What is this?" When I first that, heard it, that video, watching lights when he said, "Feeling like Katrina with no FEMA," <laughs> like, like Martin, Martin, no Martin. Gina? I was like, <laughs> Kanye speaking. <laughs> you know, you can't roam without season. Come on, like, was like bars. But um, after flashing lights. It would have to be street lights on 808s and Heartbreak. He was like, I know my destination, but I'm just not there yet. Mm. And I think everybody can relate to mm. you striving for something and you see that that yep. finish line, but you're just not there yet, but you know you have the possibility of getting there. Another song that I liked was so appalled. Oh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Everybody, yeah, when that's... when he said the next, the well, well, how does it go? Uh, the same day you play me, be the same day MTV played play. the others. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that was a diss to MTV at the time because let's be real, MTV did not play black artist videos like that until Michael Jackson and Prince and all of them paved the way. Correct. And then they don't play music videos now. It's just like. 15 and pregnant followed by ridiculousness <laughs> and i'm like the audacity um so yeah so appalled another song is drive slow oh that's a classic he and he he sampled the tupac sample shorty want to be a thug it slowed it down and made it chopped and screwed and put paul wall on there and t.i had a verse on there as well Reboot. it was it's just it was mind-blowing for me and one of the other songs, like these are considered Kanye songs, but they're not because people don't know he made them. 
it has to be comfortable. Lil Wayne and Babyface. Oh yeah, he just. If you notice the song "Comfortable" by Lil Wayne and Babyface, the beat is from the end of Alicia Keys' "You Don't Know My Name." So the 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 strings or the violin part at the very end is that. And my favorite Kanye West music video was Kanye's workout plan. (laughs) Rest in peace to Anna Nicole Smith, because the whole video is whole hilarious and i don't think people understood at that time that like kanye predicted that whole like instagram you know workout barbie type of vibe where girls are getting plastic surgery and then playing it off like they really worked out yep and thanks to kanye's workout can i gotta (laughs) go to the mall again (laughs) that was a classic video i'm i'm gonna leave a current artist alone whose video looks similar i'm gonna leave him alone yeah we are (laughs) but i would say this though um Uh when you said those songs it did make me think that there are so many but everything i'm everything i am is also one of my favorite because when he literally said everything I'm not made me everything I am, I mm-hmm. that's like one of my life like quotes, like everything I'm yes. not maybe everything I am. <laughs> and then we gotta give a shout out, like the way <clears throat> he sampled the Luther Vandross sample and uh slow jams. <sighs> and I'm then sorry. you add it's called slow jams, but then you add the world's fastest rapper at the time, Twister to it. <laughs> And then you add um, her, Dang she's a violinist. Her, her name is Mari Ben-Ari. She's a yeah. violinist. You right. add her to it. And then you add Jamie Foxx. Like, it yep. was a combination of a hit song. And it's it's crazy because, I don't know, man. I When I go back and listen to that album, because I might have to listen to the dropout tomorrow when I ride to work. But mm-hmm. when you really listen to that album, it, it just, it shows you he knew what he had back then. Mm-hmm. he knew and when he dropped that album he knew that what it was going to do but you know it just even then he has people helping him still he had consequence rhyme fest he's you know he's had over the years travis scott he's had mike dean he's had kid cuddy like but he just his music for, yeah he's always put on for his friends yes if you've noticed that like from from um, John Legend, to me, if John Legend hadn't had that Kanye co-sign... Oh, it wouldn't have been the same. And, I and don't... That Get Lifted album... He resurrected Common's career with B. Lupe oh Fiasco. Yeah, um, the cools... I mean, not the cool. The food and liquor anniversary is today. 15 wow, years. Wow, but the whole Touch the Sky... The music video for it with Nia Long and Tracy Ellis Ross. And That's then, a classic video. I just don't think people are like pay attention to the little the artistry and the things that he says and does and it's like that's crazy he really is an artist i I, you may not like him but i gotta give him credit where credit is due and and i mean ultimately the only thing i say at all at the end of the day i respect everybody's right to dislike or like somebody Mm -hmm. um you know but i just i try to focus on the music Mm-hmm. But I also don't let the nostalgia cloud my vision. If the music mm-hmm. isn't as good as it was before, it just isn't. Um, but I, I don't, I don't listen to albums expecting to hear the same person. So when I hear albums and it's the same person over different beats, it's kind of like, where's yeah, the growth? There's no growth. Like you know, a lot of our artists this year that we were like, oh, they dropped great albums. 
it was kind of like, yeah, it was just different beats of them saying, them saying same the same thing, different beats. That's that's all it was. <laughs> like when you hear a Beyonce album, it's not the same Beyonce. It's not. It just isn't. But Even is it if, wrong if we miss the old person? Because I really do miss old Kanye. I, really I do too. Do. I, I go back and listen to old Beyonce. I know, mm-hmm. you know, my my um my lady always says she misses Beyonce before she started rapping. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I understand. She missed old Beyonce when she just sung without Jay-Z. I said, I get it. You yeah. know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like Jay-Z said, go buy my old albums if you want to hear that. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> so, so that concludes our Kanye standom, fandom, hatred, love, hate exactly. relationship, whatever you want to call it. I just want to know, did you have anything to promote or anything to talk about? Uh, at this time, no. I, I'm just, I'm still, uh, I'm still writing, uh, doing pieces. Um, follow me on social media, Solomon Hill Fleet. Um, mm-hmm. You can also, you know, see my articles on Medium at medium.com slash Solomon Hill Fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just aside from that, I'm just building and preparing for next year. I'll probably have some more stuff for you guys then. Um, and I can't wait till we can get our next episode in about this upcoming versus that needs to happen. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, we have so much to talk about. You all don't forget to listen to the As I Amber podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget yes. to follow me at As I Amber and follow Solomon Hillfleet guests to the show always a good time thank you all so much for listening and y'all have a great day or night bye thank you all goodbye